0: Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Workshoot Wrestling Podcast.
1: To swing. Suck it! Yeah. Welcome to an all new episode of the Workshoot Wrestling Podcast. It's is Corey Richman joined by Jason Brooks. It's an instant reaction to night two of WrestleMania 37. Jason, how are you doing today? And uh, did you enjoy night two of
0: WrestleMania? I did um it, it's funny on twitter at work to shoot pod and we'll we'll talk about night two here there are a lot of complaints a lot of people like didn't like it i don't i don't really know where that was coming from um i thought night two was was really solid um i thought it was a really good night of wrestling except for the first two matches obviously i don't think there were any real weak spots so i'm surprised at that at the hate for night two but we'll kind of get into it
1: um yeah i mean i could see that i mean but like what you said, though, right off the top, the first two matches—that's basically which was the first hour of the of the show—was pretty disastrous. I think in a lot of people's minds, and mostly left a bad taste in people's mouth. So I mean, when you start off that way, and when night one you just start off really hot with that world title match, and you know, and I think that it most likely where you left you know night one with the monumental win from Bianca Belair and you, you start with The Fiend, I think he's going to hurt. But I but I do agree with you. I think night, I mostly think night one was an overall better show, but night two was the slow progression of everything led to the next match being better. I mean, I don't know how much you would say Apollo Crews versus Big E with the progression of match by match. I think every match, for the most part, got better as the night went along. And as you got to the main, the last two matches, they got to a stride, and those two matches really delivered. When your two main matches deliver, I would say it's a successful show.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think um, you know I I I think this it was a good sh- good WrestleMania. I think some of these WrestleManias, are these like eight hour slogs, have been a little rough the last few years. I feel like before you know last year with the two night thing, um, I think these eight hour shows were a little rough. Things were like you know gone too quick, and then the, it was just rough. And I think this these two nights, you know, it might be a formula for what they need to do. Too bad Bailey can't get on, uh, you know, in, even in two nights, but we'll, we'll kind of get to that.
1: Yes, I mean, I think the high point of WrestleMania night two was, was the main event, the, the three-way. But I really do think that the Kevin owens Sami Zayn match was put at exactly the right point because with those first two matches being such slogs, if that match did not deliver... I think we would have had a, a disaster of a night. That match, you have two professionals, two guys who know each other, who've been feuding with each other as friends and enemies for you know over a decade, knew exactly what that crowd needed and really got people into that match. And yes, she had the Logan Paul stuff that nobody, like the average wrestling fan.
0: Well, no, I think the Logan Paul stuff was fine. It was the stuff in the end. Like it was, it didn't take anything away from it. Like right. it was fine. Like he, he just they just showed him but the crowd didn't even know that I, I, yeah, I don't think that had anything to do with it. As a matter of fact, I think that got them more into it. I don't I think mean- they wanted to see him get stunned. So as a matter of fact, I think he did add something into the match in that he got stunned. And I think people wanted to see that it's funny because I think that match was solid, but I think people were so upset with the first two matches that, that any match that was good, they would have said that that's match of the year. I mean, people were like, that match was great. I thought it was a good match. I think when you've compared to some of their Ring of Honor matches, even their NXT feud, I don't think this hit the heights of that. But I thought it was a really good, well-worked match. And also, like, what a dope moment for those two guys. Two best friends who have known each other for, whatever, 15 years, have been on the road together, have wrestled each other a million times, have tagged a, a bunch. And to be on that stage at WrestleMania was 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 pretty incredible for those guys, you know, didn't matter who really won or lost.
1: Absolutely, and I think that I think that all, all weekend we heard rumors that, you know, um, Becky Lynch might be returning. And, you know, this is the first year we did not have a Triple H or, you know, some people were, you know, hoping that, you know, at a John Cena, even though we did, we were told for months that he wasn't gonna be there or a Brock Lesnar or, you know, a much lesser extent to Goldberg. There were no major surprises but I think the quality of the second half of the show was so good that it was okay. You know, I think that WrestleMania, you expect surprises, but the quality was, was strong enough that even though we were hoping that a Becky Lynch return or a Charlotte or something like that didn't happen, at least for me, I wasn't upset, you know?
0: No, that was fine. Um, I, I would have liked to have seen one or, you know, one or two surprises. And I guess we did kind of get that with the Dabo, Dabo Cato, whatever that guy's name is Dabo from Hato, yeah. Raw, Raw Underground. But yeah, no, I, I was expecting a surprise. Um, and especially with the rumor mill that we heard, there might be a surprise. And I know Nick Khan, you know, president of the WWE said that uh, Becky and Ronda may be back soon. So I think we were expecting a surprise and, you know, didn't get it. But I, and I think that that's, I think that that's okay. I think the reason why a surprise would have been good, though, is because especially on night two, you know, people said the matches weren't as good or boring or whatever. I I don't know what they were what they were watching, but I do think the crowd maybe from night one to night two wasn't as energetic. Um, And I do think a a big surprise or two to catch them off guard, I think, may have really been helpful and kind of keeping a crowd going rather than just having like match after match after match. Mm -hmm. So I think that would have been helpful. They didn't go that route. Uh, I'm sure they're saving it for the Thunderdome, I guess, but yeah, I guess that's kind of my other thing. We're saving this for the Thunderdome, but you know, again, TV is King, right? So that that's, you know, that's where their audience lies. So, um, you know, we'll kind of see what happens with that.
1: I mean, like you said, rights fees is all that really matters for every company nowadays. I mean, I do think that, it was a little weird the fact that and and this is not in a bad way but we finally got what we always want we got young stars came out and were developed over these last couple of days absolutely rhea ripley and, and especially on the female side of it rhea ripley and bianca belair are at least in my opinion especially by the reaction we had of the fans they're stars now and they're young they're under they're under the age of 30 something that we complained about and it was me more than i think you i mean you You weren't happy about it, but in the men's Royal Rumble this past year, there was two guys that were under the age of what, 30 in the Royal Rumble. And the big stars that were on this show, you know, the Roman Reigns Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair on night, night one were all under the age of 35 and two of them are under the age of, you know, 25.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, um, you know, in terms of, you know, the women, they have done a good job of, of developing women talent. They really have. Um, and it was great to see, I think, you know, with Apollo Cruz, I think he's someone who, and, and we, we speculated about this, right? We thought Cruz would win the match because they kept having him lose. You figured to have his moment. And, and, times, yeah. and, and you talk about, and we, we'll get into that when we talk about the match, but we talk about protecting, they protected the hell out of him, but um, good to see Apollo Cruz get his shine so yeah, they they really did a good job of not the same old same old. You know, there were new stars highlighted in this. You know, in these two nights, and I think that's that's something really good to see, and, and something that you can, as much as we ripped WWE, it's a, definitely a positive you can take for the future.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, so let's let's kind of talk about this card as a whole. Sure. Do you think that? When, when you look at this card, do you think that it was the right idea what they did tonight or what they did on night one? Like I said before, night one, they started off, and I know they had the right, it was pre-scheduled that you were going to have the world title match as your first thing. And it started off hot. But on night two, you had The Fiend and Randy Orton, and then the women's tag team match, which both both matches were, were thought of as the two weakest matches yeah. on the show, and they wound up being the two weakest matches. Yeah, I like really I, slow. I, I like having
0: progress. a hot opener. I like having a high opener. I think they probably should have started with Kevin Owens and then maybe gone to the women's tag. I mean, that problem is how, when are you going to put that in? The other big problem is, to be honest with you, they could have put that in at any time and it would have slowed the crowd down. Like it was so long. But um, I, I think it would have been better off to start with Owens and Zayn um, and really get the crowd hyped and you know the stunner and things like that. So I do think they kind of missed the mark there, but I, you know, I did note this on Twitter at work shoot pod. I almost feel like it was like the pre-show. Like, I feel like those matches were like the pre-show. And I was like, even though they hyped Bray Wyatt Orton, I mean, as a, one of the longest, I think that was the longest few that they've told on, 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 um, on WrestleMania. Um, that being said, it still felt like a pre-show match. So did uh, the women's tag match. So, you know, I, I think they probably should have started with Owens and Zane, but I do get where they were going because then after those matches, it was like, okay, now we just got a, a, now we got a regular pay-per-view. So really it could have gone either way. I think maybe they should have started with Owens and Zayn, like I said.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I think it's it's hard to judge what the best idea is is for that because I really do think going with night one strategy, which they did. And I discussed this with uh, Christopher Morgan last night on the Morning's Love podcast. And once again, thank you very much, Chris, for having me on to talk about the show. We went and had an interesting discussion on, do you start with that super hot match or do you put a world title match as a, as a double main event like you did tonight? And I really think it worked well on both ends, either putting it at the beginning or having a double main like you did tonight with Dorea Ripley in that co-main event. And that really, you know, worked out well. But, you know, I think the crowd, even though they got a good reaction with Randy Orton and people, unlike us, people are interested in The Fiend. I just think that with all the goofiness of the Fiend angle and ha- and him getting, you know, burnt alive for four months and all the other ridiculous stuff, and then he winds up losing and all the theatrics of that match, it just kind of took, I think, people out a little bit. Then having, like you said, the tag team women's match, which everyone in that match worked in their own level of working hard. Maybe, you know, Nia less than others because she can barely move. Well, I just yeah. Think, you know, it just, it didn't work for me. Yeah. And... I think that when you were well, saying I mean there, I mean too. it
0: didn't work for you because the matches sucked I mean let's be let's be honest the matches weren't good so th- I mean that was a big reason why it didn't work for you you know which I get too
1: and you know like when when the, when the women's tag team title match is 14 minutes long and it's the third longest match on the show that's a problem you yeah.
0: know well and let's get let's get into these matches one-on-one here um, yeah okay. All right, so the Randy Orton match—I don't know—I'll let you kind of preview these matches. Uh, I don't—I don't don't know. I don't—I don't think it was that bad of a match because it was Um, short. I think it was one of Bray Wyatt's best matches since he's been the fiend. Now that's not saying a lot because it wasn't good, but I think compared to other Bray Wyatt matches, it wasn't bad.
1: Well one of the things that I, I left it up to you uh, at work shoot pod on Twitter tonight to go and be our social media ambassador to put it, to put it nicely. I, got, I was on my own, uh, Twitter, uh, Paladin 808, which nobody has to follow, of course, but I wrote basically three words all night before my phone died earlier. I wrote, uh, I think it was return of the red light. And I, you know, hashtag WrestleMania, you know, me, on my known thing? No one's going to you know, follow me. And, but you know what? I got like six, you know, Retweets out of that. Please do we never get that to come back? First of all, the match was terrible. Yes, it was only like five minutes worth of time of actual in ring. But the match wasn't very good. This is the third time we've seen second time we've seen it in WrestleMania. And it's the third time we've seen it, what, in the last couple of months. It what I don't know why the storyline's still going on. I'm sure that Randy Orton. And Bray Wyatt are friends in real life, and they have, and they think that they have good chemistry. And they want to work together and help each other out. But especially when you're not, when you're in front of a live crowd, you're no longer doing cinematic matches. This doesn't work for me. And the jack in the box thing didn't work for me. I mean, the theme of this match is it didn't work for me. And the red light
0: but, uh, doesn't work. But I think, Corey, here's the problem this has been all of his matches. I, I you know, some people have said this on Twitter. Um, I forget who said it. Uh, Maybe what we need to do is get rid of not get rid of the fiend. Oh no, the fiend! But have the fiend be a special character, kind of like the demon with 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 uh, Finn Balor, right? We 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 have to kind of stop having this. These fiend matches are horrible. They've all been bad. He's a supernatural guy. And then he gets beat with an RKO. He seems to lose all these matches, even though he's a supernatural demon or whatever. Michael Cole is always screaming out of his mind, doesn't know what to call him. I just don't think they have... You know, with The Undertaker, when The Undertaker was, you know, the 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 theatric Undertaker before he kind of, you know, before Attitude Era, they did a good job of not going overboard with him, I felt like. And maybe this it's revisionist history. But I feel like these Bray Wyatt feuds, it's just the same. It's just the same stuff. Like it's it's just it's every match is the same, pretty much. It's very, very formula heavy. And I, you know, I don't know. I, I think at some point they they have to look into separating this. Um, you know, people on the Wrestle Life chat were like, you know, maybe there'll be some Alexa Bliss. Fiend mat intergender mat. It's like, Why? like where is this go- like where is this going? But to your point, people were into it. The fiend got a lot of cheers. So people do like it. And we also sometimes have to, you know, I do this thing where I think about wrestling through my own eyes, right? And I sometimes I don't do a great job of second stepping back and looking at wrestling through people who don't watch it every week like we do. And so there's a chance that people like the fiend still. So, you know, it was what it was, but I, I, I thought the ending was bizarre. Uh, I, I just, I just, it just, it does so little for me. Um, it, it, yeah, it doesn't, it, does, it just doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't even do anything for the fiend either, but you know, like I said, it is what it is.
1: And uh, just quickly just uh, in the Facebook uh, group, we've had a couple of comments, uh, Jacob Anthony Moses from the Step Back Podcast, which you can listen to during this uh, at the moment every Friday night at seven o'clock, agrees with you. Uh, That makes a lot of sense that Fiend maybe should be a once in a while, like a demon type of character. It should just come out. And also Jackie Endy, who actually watched a couple of minutes of pay-per-view tonight, said uh, the Fiend looks slightly ridiculous on a poster versus, versus another human being. Excellent point. And of course, check out Jackie Endy, Jackie Rachel, and Not Jackie Corey every week or every biweekly, right now on the You Don't Know Jackie podcast, an extremely funny uh, podcast, you know, comedy-wise. Um, but let's get into uh, the second match on the show, the uh, tag team title match for the women. I thought this match, everyone besides Nia worked hard. I mean, Nia, I guess maybe worked hard and she thought she worked hard, but I thought the Riot Squad should have won the night before. I thought they would have had a better match. I mean, it's always nice for Natalia to finally have her moment but it's time to just move on from uh, the tag team titles that are going on right now with your champions, with Nia Jax. She just just can't work. I don't care if she's the Rock's cousin. You got to do something better with Shayna Baszler. Jay, if you have more comments, I just want to see someone else have these titles because they're just not good.
0: Yeah. I mean, I predicted, yeah, I predicted that um, whoever won a tag team turmoil, which I think I said was an Italian Tamina would win the match. You know, I mean, and you know, the, another thing I said, right, the most protected people on the WWE are Charlotte, Roman Reigns, Lashley, and Nia Jax. I think Nia Jax is the tag team champion just so Shayna can take any of the losses they have. I don't think she's lost a match. And I can't remember the last time she's lost a match. It is really, really incredible. She's so bad. She is so bad. When she did that splash to Tamina, and it took like five minutes for her to do the splash. I, I don't get it. I don't get what been in there. It doesn't make any sense to me. We talk about this every week, but that was indicative. It was not a good match. And Nia Jax was a big part of that reason, big part of the reason why the match wasn't good. And why was it so long? I, I you know, I get, you know, because they had so few women's matches. When they do have a women's match, I think they want to like highlight it. Um, but man, they really, really did a, a very, very poor job. Um, the match was just way too long. The spots didn't really make sense. I, I, I just, it really just dragged. It really dragged. It felt like it was like a 45 minute match.
1: It's 14 minutes and 18 seconds. Yeah. The um,
0: longest 14 minutes of it was four, 14 minutes too long. <laughs>
1: I mean, this is one of those things where this match should have been like, you know, I'm not saying you make it three minutes long, but this could have very easily been like six minutes. You take eight of those minutes and you put it, you add like another three or four to Kevin Owens' match. You add another like two minutes to Apollo Crews' match. You know, you could have evened this out and some of these other matches could have gotten a little bit longer and they may have reached a stride, maybe some, you know, another, another level. But um, it'll be interesting to see where they go from here with the team titles. Do we have a return? Do we have maybe someone from NXT get a promotion up? I mean, we'll see where they go in the coming weeks on what they do with these titles. But like I said before, they have to figure out a way to move on from uh, Nia
0: Jax. Yeah, but they're not going to. I mean, I I think, right? That's the thing. They're not going to. So we just have to see if they're going to have somebody else win these titles at some point. Um, They haven't, I mean, they had Natalia and Tamina looking strong. They've been building them up for a couple of weeks and they had them look strong and they lost. So maybe it's a Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch return. Like, I don't know, but it's going to have to be something probably pretty big because they've had the titles for a long time.
1: Now the only, and we're moving on from this match going on to Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn. but one thing I wanted to bring up, and this is a two night problem, something that you brought up last uh, actually on Friday when we did our last show that you had a big problem in regards to AW with their the build for Cargo versus uh, Red Velvet on the idea that you know we're calling every woman in the company bitch every three seconds. I don't know if you caught this, but I heard at least like four times in this match and then in a couple other matches, you know, everyone's calling each other bitch every three seconds. I know it wasn't the focal point as, as it was in the AW build for like I said, in the Red Velvet match, But, you know, can we kind of get get rid of like what you said uh, on our last show? But yeah, I think I I, uh, I heard that even more over the last two days.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I'm 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 more okay with it in the heat of the in the heat of the the heat of the battle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But I still I still don't think it's necessary. And I I think that um, I think it's something that needs to be cut out. You know, say you're the baddest mf like, and let them, cur- let them, you know, bleep it out or whatever. Like, I don't know, we don't think just keep referring to women as a, you know, it's one of the reasons why Becky Lynch got so popular. She called herself, I'm the man, you know? So, um, anyway, it is what it is.
1: Absolutely. And like I said, you mentioned this earlier, the moment that this paper dude turned around and got back on track, you had Owens versus Sami Zayn. Not a lot more to say than we've said already, but it was, like I said, the turning point on this show Two guys know each other really well. Logan Paul was used well. He had, for a guy who, you know, I don't really know much about because I'm not, you know, a social social media maven. Apparently he's got 29 million followers, I guess on Twitter or Instagram, good for him. Uh, some of his guys, if they want to follow us, that's great. Work, shoot, pod. pod. Um, but, you know, I thought his facial expressions and actually apparently looked like he cared it was great. That's all you really want from a celebrity if they're just going to be there. I thought that we got our moment of, you know, him, you know, having the interaction with Sammy and then getting stunned. I thought all of that worked out well. I would have actually kind of liked to have seen Sammy actually get a win in this situation due to the fact that, you know, he, at some point, I know that WrestleMania and at the end of a storyline, the, story the babyface usually wins. But I think it would have been good for Sammy's character at the, at some point for him to actually stand on top and so he can move up. Because I think that Kevin Owens can lose for the next, we always say like these over guys can lose for the next six years and it doesn't matter. They get one win. I think Sammy's at a point right now where if he doesn't start winning some of these matches or feuds. He's just going to become a little bit more like just another guy. Maybe you disagree, Jay, but I feel like he's at a point in his career where he needs to win some of these feuds and and have that big moment. And WrestleMania kind of felt like a time where he could have done that.
0: I don't know if I agree with that. He won the IC title last year, didn't he? Um, so yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. I think, yeah, I think he loses a lot more than he wins.
1: And I know um, he's a field,
0: I think, you know. I think, I think he's always a guy who can get himself over because he's so good on the mic mm-hmm. uh, and he has good matches. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. This isn't like Cesaro that first night who needed to beat Rollins. You know, I don't, I don't think it's like that. I think, I think it's, I think it's okay either way. I think they needed to get to Logan Paul getting stunned. I think that's what they needed to get to. That didn't really matter who won or lost. I think it obviously made more sense for Owens to win, um, and that's probably why they chose to have him win. To be honest with you, they needed Logan Paul to get stunned. That was important, and so that's what happened. I thought it was a good match. Like I said, I think Sami Zayn's fine taking the loss because then he could continue to use that into his conspiracy thing. So I, 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 I don't. I, yeah, I don't think I don't think it really hurts him uh, really at all to take the loss. Now imagine- and, and, and you can also say you can make the point. Because Owens has had such a you know tough run with the with the Reigns feud, and he kept losing and losing and losing that he probably needed a win, you know, worse than 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 Owen, than um than Sami Zayn did.
1: Yeah, I guess you could say both of them needed it. So whoever got it was good for them. We'll see where they go. Like I said, you know, we'll see where they move on in regards to the upcoming weeks and where the Sami documentary goes. Who might be next for him? I mean, I think it could be. I think that you know him versus like a Cesaro. Or you know a Shinsuke Nakamura might be an interesting next step for him, or because you know it's an interesting wh- who's that next babyface that he could face who's at not the main event level, but who's that right below would be a good thing because you're not going to have him go right back to a uh, you know um, to Big E he's not you know who's who's that next guy in the ring of SmackDown guys on the babyface side that would be a good person for him to feud with you know. I think maybe a Nakamura or Cesaro coming off the win, unless Cesaro is going to be your next guy going up against
0: Reigns. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Cesaro's got bigger plans. I, I, I don't think you beat Seth – you know, listen, I love Sami Zayn. I don't think you beat Seth Rollins, who's been a main eventer, and then go against Sami Zayn. I don't think that's – I don't think that's what happens. So I think, big, I think, I think it's bigger things in line for Cesaro. Um, no, so I'm maybe, maybe a write. knock, maybe a knock, a more, it'll be a mid card. It'll be a mid card feud. I think the big thing is that he's trying to get this storyline over the conspiracy right. thing. So that payoff will be what's interesting. Uh, it doesn't matter to me too much who he's facing. It's like, how do they really pay off this conspiracy theory um, tr- uh, tr- movie and, 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 and storyline and, and how, where does that go to? So that's the thing I'll be curious about because you know, the two big champions on SmackDown are heels Another reason why you would want to have Owens win because maybe he can go against Apollo Cruz at some point. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there.
1: Uh, Jake Hibbert, for for <laughs> once, someone actually agrees with me in the chat. Uh, Jack Hibbert uh, saying Sammy got job for no reason. Love KO, but Sammy needed uh, win more. Uh, but but where did this feud go f- go from here? It'll be interesting. And Cesaro needed needs a big push. Uh, these good points by yeah. by Jake. Uh, Jake, I actually think that Cesaro might get the next shot at a uh, Roman Reigns, which we'll get to a little bit later on uh, in regards to that big match. Um,
0: yeah, I absolutely, th- I absolutely think Cesaro is 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 in line.
1: But the uh, the next match on the card from tonight was Sheamus versus Riddle. This kind of reminds me of Night One, a match that I think over, de- over delivered, and a match that. I really didn't care about going in with guys who I thought could really deliver, basically in the way of Seth Rollins and Cesaro. I think Cesaro and Seth Rollins was a better match than Sheamus and Riddle, but it kind of had the same feel of guys who are really good, but the storyline going into the match, I couldn't care less. And I think we kind of said that in our preview, where, you know, these are really good guys, but do we really care about the match? And, you know, Sheamus winning the title, I think it's kind of a reward for the idea that I think he was originally slated to face Drew, Drew McIntyre for the title at Mania, and they changed their mind. Was he? It seemed like it was going to be Drew versus she- she- Sheamus, and all of a sudden, it just got dropped, and they went with Bobby Lashley. You know, it seemed like that was the feud, and he never even got his title. Yeah, team. I
0: guess, yeah, that, probably. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. Yeah, I think uh, the only thing I didn't like about the match was what were they doing with the birds there? Like, the the graphics there, they need to calm down on these graphics, like with the birds, when when Matt Riddle did the flipping of the flip flops, like what what are they doing? But um, I thought the so match was good.
1: Interactive experience with I guess the uh, you
0: know they're they now do the shows. No, that was for us. We're the ones. That's for TV. Yeah, that's we, not that's, for the crowd. The, the crowd doesn't. The crowd doesn't see that. That's for that's for television. They put that graphic in for television. So I don't know what they were doing, but. um The match was good. Those guys have really good chemistry. Uh, They've wrestled on Raw a bunch, and they've had some really, really good matches. So I was excited for it. It was a very good match. There were a couple of like rough spots. Um, You know, Sheamus was going to do the white noise from the top rope, and kind of slipped. Um, Matt Riddle slipped once or twice. So maybe the ropes were kind of, I don't know, it was weird. But um, overall, it was a good match. Riddle's gimmick is so horrible, but he's so good in the ring. You know, and so uh, I hope they kind of figure something out with him because I feel like this is all Vince with him. I feel like this is all a Vince thing with with writing for him. Um, And so, you know, I I feel like Vince is it's like a rib for Vince. But, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. Um, But the match was good. I think Seamus deserved it. You know, I said this on Twitter, too. I think since Seamus has come back from his I thought it was concussion. I don't know what it was. But he was gone for a long time. Since he's come back, you know some of the storylines they've given him have been goofy, with the Jeff Hardy storyline, and, and, and you know the, the you know he's a drunk or whatever, the Drew McIntyre thing. I think they've been they've done some funny things with him storyline wise, but I think in terms of consistent pay per views, television matches, um, you said since the Big E feud, uh, yeah,
1: since the Big E feud with Sheamus.
0: Well, well, his, well, his first feud back was Jeff Hardy.
1: That was really bad. But I think.
0: Uh, no, the add. matches were the matches were good. I mean, his his feuds have his feuds have all been pretty much bad. Uh, not all of them. The storylines have not been good for a lot of his feuds. Uh, and so, I mean, his matches with Jeff Hardy were really good. Even that barroom brawl match was was fun. It was a fun. It was a good match. I, I yeah, I disagree. It was a good match. And his and his matches on pay per view with him were good. So in terms of just his run in ring run. Mm -hmm. I think he's been one of the best guys in the company in ring since he's returned um, from his injuries. I think he's been, it's been the best run of his career in terms of in ring. Um, He hasn't been given the best stories and, you know, not the best, not the most pushes, but he's been great. And he deserved the IC or the, the, the U S title for sure. And, you know, we'll see what they do with it. I'm sure there'll be some rematches with him and Riddle um, you know, they can do a lot with them cuz those guys have good chemistry and um, you know, we'll see where they where they go with him, but good for him getting the title win.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we'll see this on
0: WWE back, Backlash. Uh Oh, all and, these matches, and- all these matches going to be on Backlash. All these matches are going to be on Backlash. Although it's interesting to note, Corey, there's 5 weeks in between Ritmania and Backlash. So I I I wonder if they are going to do some you know they're gonna do some old storylines but I wonder if they're gonna do some new storylines I mean we'll talk about the triple threat match but I don't know that reigns goes against either one of these maybe I, I I get we'll talk about it when we get there I guess but five weeks in between the show I think is interesting
1: yeah I do think that like I think this will be a rematch but I could see you know a couple other things here that could be changing uh next we had Apollo Cruz for the seventh time trying to get a sh- trying to win the uh, intercontinental title versus Big E in a Nigerian drum match. Uh, match went a little bit over seven minutes. Uh, once again, we had another title change and the redebut of uh, standout to put it nicely of raw underground and who lost to Braun Strowman in about 30 seconds. Bada Kato, I might be pronouncing that wrong. Um, who's looks like he's going to be coming back as a, uh, Commander Azar, a name that they uh, trademarked recently, WWE. Uh, Ryan Sand has uh, said that from what his sources are saying, that's more than likely is gonna be his new name. Um, I thought the match was fine. I thought both of them worked very hard. I thought some of the spots with the steps were a little dangerous looking, but I'm sure uh, everything was fine there. Um, I think they have very good chemistry. I wish that it didn't take so long for them to get to this point. You know, I mean, I think that both both guys, you know, is a nice step for them. And I think Big E will most likely get the title back sooner than later. I think I mean, I I know that you put on Twitter that you think that Big E lost titles so that within like the next year, he might be, you know, a main event guy. But I think short term, he's going to be still feuding for this title. And I don't think so. I did not.
0: So I did not say that he lost the title so that he can move up to win the world title. Uh, I think I think he lost the title because they wanted to give it to they wanted Apollo Cruz to get the run. I think he was very very protected oh, because okay. the the plans for him are you know Corey. I mean he had to get like a finisher put on him to you know after basically he had the match one um, he beat Apollo Cruz like eight times in a row and then the only way Apollo Cruz beat him. Was by it, you know, was by interference. So, you know, I I, I don't know. I I think it's, I think they really, really protected uh, Big E, which I think is a really good sign for him moving forward. Um, You know, I'm happy for Apollo Crews winning. You know, we'll see what they do with Dabakato again. Maybe it's going to be kind of an AJ thing. You have the big guy there protecting him. And, you know, Corey, that's a formula they've done in wrestling forever. And I think it's a formula that works. I like the idea of Dabakato, who looked Okay, on Raw Underground. If, if that's, I don't even know how, if you can look okay on there. I think Dabakato is a, a, you know, it's a great way to develop him, to have him be, you know, uh, to be Cruz's kind of right hand man and protect him and look out for him. Great way to keep the heat on Apollo Cruz. Great way for Dabakato to, or whatever they're calling him, Commander Azar. Great way for him to kind of get himself established and get his feet wet in. You know, actual wrestling, not whatever the hell Raw Underground was. So, I, you know, Corey, I we ripped the WWE for a lot of stuff all the time, uh, but I think they really booked this show both nights like really well. They really did. I don't know if Vince got an epiphany or someone got in his ear or I don't know what it was, but I think it was a really what well, I only my only criticism really was I don't have that many. Bailey not being on the show was really my biggest criticism. But I mean, it was a very, very well booked show. The only thing with this match is why was that match seven minutes? But the tag match was 14 minutes? You couldn't have done, you know, eight minutes. I mean, I guess it took Nia Jax five minutes to get onto the second rope. So maybe that's that's what what the issue was. But, you know, could they have maybe made that match eight? Why'd that match need to be 14 minutes? And then you do, you know, a longer, a longer match for the um, you know, for the, for the IC title, but you know, whatever, neither here nor there. Uh, I think the right guy won. And I'm, I'm very curious to see what they do moving forward.
1: Yeah. I mean, we all know why she's the rock's cousin. That's the answer. Well, it's my answer for everything, why, why she has a job, but um, maybe she'll get better in the next, you know, decade or two, you know, she can't get much worse, but um, moving, moving on. And I guess this will be the, the last time we get a really good chance to say this, because there aren't any more uh, African-American people on the show, but I will say that every African-American person in the company who was on either of these two nights, I think all performed really well, and no one was, you know, n- n- how do I put this? There wasn't anything that was on these two nights of uh, the usual Vince McMahon stuff that you could say was done that could be considered, you know, in bad taste, or, you know, maybe leave a bad taste. He hasn't, you know, done
0: think- that. he hasn't done that. I don't think he's done that in a while. I think they've done they've done way better on that on that stuff i for, i don't whatever right they i think they they can't do that stuff anymore i mean they're a pg company they're publicly i'm just saying they're publicly traded company they can't they can't yeah they can't do that stuff anymore beyond that that's the, the uh we want to keep things you know looking good that's whatever the important thing is that they actually pushed and highlighted and empowered black superstars um that's the big thing you had Bianca and Sasha, whether they were in the first match or the last match, it was great they were in the main event. That's the, that's the political, you know, thing to make, you know, whatever, right. for, the, for the company. But the fact they gave them whatever, 20 minutes, and they kicked ass, that's the, that was the great thing. Uh, the fact that you had Cruz and Big E, and I think was, you know, maybe they had one or maybe one or too many matches, you know, but the feud was really good. And it did a great job of highlighting Apollo Crews. So um, I think you can criticize the WWE for a lot of things, but what they've done with the you know African-American superstars and highlighting them, you know, even almost got a run. <laughs> you know, he won the tag title. So um, yeah, they really have done a great job of, of, of highlighting uh, black superstars and not doing it in a stereotypical way. Um, yeah. I, I think it's, I, I think it's been uh you know, absolutely fantastic. Even even like I said, I, and we talked about this before, even Apollo Crews is not looked at as like um, you know, he's like talking about being a Nigerian print. It's not like I'm from Nigeria and I'm I'm doing weird magic like they've done with like guys from Africa in the past. So um I, I think they've done a great job with stories. Maybe they're actually listening to the wrestlers. Um, and so you know, maybe that's been a big part of the of the change too. So good for them.
1: Absolutely. So we're down to the final two uh, matches of night of night two of uh, WrestleMania Rhea Ripley, uh, versus Asuka. Asuka, as we've spoken about many times, not pushed very well since uh, winning the title at money in the bank uh, last year. Uh, I thought this was a very good match. Um, only 13, um, only 13 and a half minutes. I believe this match went, I think this match could have gone a little bit longer. I thought they made Rhea Ripley look like a star from having uh, the intro or song done, you know, live performance and everything else. I don't think it was a great performance, personally. <laughs> if you're watching the video of this, uh, Jay would agree with me without saying the words. But I think this could be a feud that we see for a while. You know, I think Asuka made her look really good. I think we, I think Rhea didn't, it, one of the things that you, 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 I know that she was in the main event uh, and maybe the best match of WrestleMania last year with no crowd. But I think it's a little bit different on that big stage with the crowd than just being in an empty warehouse. And, I, and it, it didn't seem like for either her or Bianca Belair, either a night one or night two, that it was too big of a scene for her. You know? And sometimes you wonder on the biggest stage of them all, well, someone who's never been in that big of a, of a setting well it seemed like too big of a thing. And well well really- they are
0: re- they are wrestling Asuka and Sasha. <laughs> they're like two of the five best women's wrestlers in the world. I mean, they're re- you know, they're not wrestling, you know, Nia Jax, you know what I mean? And and Mandy Rose. I mean, they're wrestling you know, Hall of Famers. So I think that also helps. And Rhea Ripley's very good. I mean, she's wrestled in big crowds before um I think, uh, Court, what do you think about this? Because this is the one thing, I, I I said this on Twitter too, I didn't love, I don't love, I know Rhea Ripley's been a heel and that's how she came in. I think she was the May Young Tournament, she was a heel, but I've enjoyed her more in this kind of tweener slash babyface role. And I don't love her as a heel and maybe they'll do better with establishing her character, but especially in that WrestleMania moment, I felt like that was a good moment to talk about the fact she lost last year and to really get into her loss last year. And they didn't need to make her this big baby face, but they could have talked a little bit about more Asuka being aggressive and blah, blah, blah. blah. And uh, I don't know. I just, I, I didn't love that part of it. So yeah, she's a champion, but what the hell are you going to do with her as a champion and what's her, what's her character going to be moving forward? And, and so, so yeah, what, what are your, what are your thoughts there?
1: I think this is, I think that's one of the downfalls of, I mean, as much as we wanted to see her come up right after she had given the rub to uh, Raquel Gonzalez on, uh, with the, um, with NXT, the initial idea was for her to come up the night after WrestleMania. And then with everything happening with Charlotte, with, you know, the false positive with the pregnancy test and the COVID, this was plan. This was basically like, I think it was plan C. And I think Plan A, I guess, was you know the stuff with Lacey Evans and everything else. That you know this wasn't the initial idea for them to be facing each other at WrestleMania. So I don't know how much her character is truly fleshed out on the main roster. So yeah, but I'm they have. But up, why but have her? A-
0: why have her be a heel though? Like it, she's being kind of a heel. They didn't. They could have told a very simple story of her cutting a promo or two, talking about what happened last year and that she wanted to avenge her loss last year. They didn't need to get into her like attacking her. I don't know. I feel like.
1: Yeah, I think because if you mention if you mention Charlotte, then there's the bigger question to the audience of why isn't Charlotte there? If you don't people, mention Charlotte I, 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 at all, then it's just like all right, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Because if you think about it, I think that's I missed it. Corey. I think I think Corey, this film? is pro.
0: This is pro wrestling. Like this is about stories. This is about people avenging losses. This is about like I, I you, you don't mention her because then if you don't mention her, people won't. Think about her. People would chant CM Punk. Chant people chant CM Punk for four years after he left. Right? Yeah, it it wasn't also, out of it wasn't yeah, out of sight out, 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 out of mind for it wasn't out of sight of mind for like five years. Yeah, but I think uh, it's a, you know, there's a little bit
1: different thing of Rhea Ripley, who's been in the business for like five years, and CM Punk, who was the biggest. No, person you're
0: talking tech. about Charlotte. You're talking about Charlotte. What I'm saying is Charlotte's presence is there. Just because she's not on the show doesn't mean people are like, "Oh, I wonder what happened to Charlotte." I'm but, sure people are. I wonder what happened to Charlotte. I, and I think, I, I think, I think mentioning that is mentioning that she w- is a wrestler in the WWE. It he, he was not on the show. I think is fine. I, I don't. I don't. I. I mean, that might be the WWE stance because I know that they're real funny with COVID, mm-hmm. and maybe there's issues going on with Charlotte. But I still don't think there's. She could. She didn't even have to like mention the person. She could have said, "I lost last year to this mystery blonde, long-haired woman." I mean, right? You could have said anything.
1: Right. I just, mm-hmm. I just
0: felt like even in the two weeks, they could have done a better job of telling that story. And well, she I think also part of the problem is you're only at, you only know, you basically only had two and a half weeks or three
1: weeks to build this. And also, but you could say the same thing about "Out of Nowhere." It was a story about you know respect between two strong mm-hmm. women on SmackDown, and all of a sudden it turned into Sasha Banks, turned into a jealous heel. So, I mean, the way that they do storytelling 95% of the time is it's got to be a babyface versus a heel. It can't just be a thing of respect of two babyfaces, you know, facing each other. So their way of storytelling is heel versus babyface. But that's not a a a good
0: excuse, you know. Sasha, it is, because because that's been Sasha's character for the main the whole time on the main roster she's always kind of been a heel and then she'll turn baby like you you're just we're just waiting for her to turn heel so that makes sense for her character we don't know enough about Ripley to be doing that type of stuff i i i I think what you're saying is right i don't agree that that's what they should have done
1: um and i'm not disagreeing with you i'm just i'm just looking at you know kind of logically of where Previous history of why they mostly did something. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, I, the yeah, storyline no. should have been yeah. redemption, not I'm going to be the badass, you know, just because I I look like, you know, a little bit of a goth chick possibly or wearing, you know, a heavy metal chick because I, you know, this or that, that I've got to be the badass in this situation. I'm going to attack Asuka. It should have just been a, a respect thing and a redemption of what that, I lost my title last year because I was overconfident against Charlotte and I'm coming in and I want to go and be there and yeah. be, you know, supposedly the best woman in the, in the company, the under, you know, basically the greatest champion in the history of NXT. Mm-hmm. I'm coming from NXT as the badass. I lost the title last year. I want to come in, prove that, you know, you were undefeated real time there. I'm considered one of the best there. I want this shot. Yeah.
0: I think they, and I think yeah. they tried to do that a little bit in a video package, you know? So um, but I, I don't think they got there. You talk about another woman who never wins these matches at WrestleMania between Asuka and Sasha. They never win these matches at WrestleMania. A lot of blondes win at WrestleMania, uh, but not not really with Sasha and, and Asuka. I thought the match itself was good, that the song was. They really needed some work there on, on the song. By the way, Wale, uh, Wale was awesome. I really oh, enjoyed Wale's Wale. Very- with, yeah, he was really, really good with Big E's song. Uh, that's a really good interest song. Um, yeah, uh, definitely mess up with the audio there. It just was not, not good. The match itself was was good. I didn't think it hit the heights that like I was hoping for. Um, and that hap- you know, that happens with two good wrestlers. Sometimes they just don't. It the just match. doesn't. It just doesn't work out. Um, but again, they they it was a good match. So it wasn't like oh my god, this is this is terrible. But so it was still solid. But I was expecting more.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Like I said, I like the match a lot. I think that for the first time working together, I think it worked out pretty well. Uh, Our main event of the night, Triple Threat, I think the match that most people over the two nights and maybe the the most looked upon or most people thought about match over all of WrestleMania week, uh, the Triple Threat match for the Universal title, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryant, and Edge, who 10 years ago to this date had retired because of injury, had to give up the title, title he'd never lost, the SmackDown title. Whole I wish that was kind of more of the storyline going in. A uh, little backstory here. Jay actually told me on Saturday to uh, watch Talking Smack, and I kind of saw it. We watched it a second time because I don't think I got the full effect because I was actually getting ready to leave work when I saw it. Watched it again, got the full value. Really one of the better segments they've done on Talking Smack in a while. Really great build for this match. I think the match really delivered. 21 minutes, 41 seconds. Roman Reigns wins. I think everyone had their moments. I really think it's was the match of the night. I don't know if it's the match of the weekend. I think most likely for me, the Bianca Belair match versus Sasha Banks is mostly my favorite match of WrestleMania weekend. Jay, you can comment down on that a second. But before that, what was your thoughts overall on the Roman Reigns uh, triple threat match? And do you think the right guy
0: won? I think the right guy definitely won. I think the idea is to continue to establish Roman Reigns as this unstoppable monster. And then when he gets beat by someone, it'll be a really, really big deal. Um, I think before Roman Reigns was protected and you're like, this doesn't make sense. He shouldn't be this protected. But now the story is that he's supposed to be protected. And this is the thing that you and I and many in the the wrestling community have been saying. Do a storyline where you're basically the authority. It basically is the authority. And essentially, like, that's what they've done in kind of a very creative way. Uh, And so this is the one of the this is like the first time he won at WrestleMania in the main event where I feel like it was really well I don't want to say deserve. Deserve is a hard work because these guys all work hard or whatever. But uh, I felt like it was the right time or the right um, the right decision for him to, to, have the, to win the title. And I really felt like it was the right decision for him to win the title and the right move for him or to keep the title, I should say. And I, I think he's going to keep the title through SummerSlam. Um, maybe you we could see a Brock Lesnar um, at some point get involved. I uh, would not be surprised to see that. But yeah, I mean it, it you know, I, I it was a great match. Uh, it really was. And and they told you that this was foreshadowed by both Brian, by Edge, by Reigns, you know, at the uh, talking smack. So for you guys who didn't watch Talking Smack, essentially Heyman said Heyman hugged edge at the end and said, I'm sorry for what's going to happen to you. I'm sorry for what range is going to do to you. And, you know, I mean, and they essentially said the same thing to Brian and they both got concertoed. And so, and we'll see where they, where they go with those guys. I don't expect to see either one of those guys on SmackDown for a while um, you know, who the hell knows? Yeah, you'll see them both,
1: you know, just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, who knows the WWE, they don't do a good job. Of, but I mean, you had one guy who had a, a, a retired for, because of his neck and one guy retired because of concussions and they both put those issues on display with the concerto. So I would expect those guys to be out for a little while. And I think that really would be the best way to go, but you know, WWE does some funny stuff sometimes. So we'll see, but I thought it was a very good match. I told it thought it told a good story. I think everybody was highlighted, um, and i i thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed it.
1: And I guess the other part I asked you there. I don't know if you uh, if you remember. Uh, w- was this your favorite match of the two nights? Oh, uh, Bianca
0: Bianca Sasha was my favorite match of the two nights. Yeah, I think Bianca and Sasha, and I really enjoyed the Rollins Cesaro match. I thought they worked such a fun. It was such a fun match with guys with just great chemistry um you know so that was really you know i think those two may have been my favorite matches um but yeah i really enjoyed a lot of the matches on the show i mean there were very few i i think night two had better wrestling matches in my opinion um but i think maybe night one was more fun with Bad Bunny, people were like, oh my God, Bad Bunny, like what's going on? So I think night one was more fun and more history making um, and, and more like impactful. But I think night two had better wrestling matches. But in WrestleMania, it's not about matches, it's about moments. And I think night one had more moments. And I think that's why people look at it, look at it better. And I, I totally get that. Um, but yeah, uh, quickly just, asking in
1: the chat, uh, both uh, Jacob Anthony Moses once again from the Step Back podcast, uh, Step Back, and also Alex Mercado, both uh, saying that Night One was a much better show. So then, with a little bit more of the majority of the quick thoughts on this, uh, I think
0: I, I, I do think Night One was a better show. Like it was a better show. <laughs> I don't think it was a better card of wrestling matches, but I think it was a better show. So, I mean, that's kind of half, you know, whatever, right? I half in, half out, yeah. Half in, half out, right? Um, six of one half dozen of the other. That's the same. That's what I was trying to think of. So, um, but I I yeah. So and I pretty much agree with that too. Um, but I, I thought and and the they had the WrestleMania moment. You know, I I you know, and I know we, we should just transition to this. I know you wanted to talk about night one a little bit. Um, I mean that I mean, Bianca was crying before the match even started. And I know you mentioned, um, you know, last night on the podcast a little bit with, um, you know, the women, the women, uh, Morton's Law podcast, the women kind of get emotional, more emotional than the men do in these spots. And then, you know, women controlling their emotion. Here's the thing, Corey, women have never been in these spots in the history of professional wrestling. They're not, they're, 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 this is like, incredible what they're doing is it's not the edge edge coming back from an injury like that's obviously a big deal and that's great for him and you saw the emotion on his face when he was coming down the ramp this is you're in the main event this is the history how black people have been treated in pro wrestling and black women have been treated you know we saw jazz retire yesterday on on impact wrestling yeah right like she always talks about how she was treated kind of you know, not great toward the end with the WWE. Um, so th- this is such a big deal, I think. And um, and um, is Bianca Belair not the biggest baby fan? I mean, she just seems oh, yeah. like a great person, and she seems so real. She's great in the mic. And so I think, yeah, you that was the WrestleMania moment. Her winning at the end was, and you know, it, and the one thing about that match that I loved, I love when they tell stories in matches. And the whole story of the match was the hair and Sasha like messing with her hair the whole time and messing that with whip. her hair and using it as a weapon. And, you know, all she kept she kept using the hair. And in the end, Bianca turned it around and people were like, oh, was that like edited in? I'm like, no, like, no, you haven't watched many Bianca matches because when she hits people with it, like it hurts. Yep. And um, so the idea of her using that hair um, and, and whipping the hell out of her and, and winning the match, I thought they told such a good story. I think Sasha sold so hard for her. And if anybody's like, oh, Sasha, you know, I don't know about her. She is absolutely incredible. Um, man or woman, she is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Absolutely
1: She's absolutely the best woman's wrestler on the main roster. It's not yeah. even
0: close. And what she did for Bianca and how how generous she was oh, yeah. in giving up so you know, so much. Um, I I yeah, it was so great. It was such a great match.
1: Oh, and just you were saying thing about the hair. I and I don't know if they'll, they'll ever do it. And I know that uh, women's hair is very important, a lot more than you know, men, because men shave their hair all the time. But the 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 ultimate heat that some woman will get at some point, if you do an angle where someone chops off that her hair, to, to get heat, that will be one of the biggest things in in her career where she's got to come off, and that's going to be like her getting a revenge or something else. So I think that's a, a, you know especially in wrestling you do hair you know those type of things where someone's going to chop off her.
0: This is a this is a Mexico, Corey. This isn't the hair versus masks match, all right? But I I do think eventually that is somewhere something they can do, like a WrestleMania match, like a grudge match, which is not Mm -hmm. for the whatever, who cares? But um, but yeah, I thought that match was great. I thought Bad Bunny was fantastic. Over delivered by Ton here. I can't believe he was as good as he was. And now he's going to. (laughs) Good <laughs> yeah, apparently Damian Priest was hurt, and that's why he wasn't super involved in the match. Because uh, I think you and I both said like this is where you want to see Damian Priest do some stuff. But you know, if he was hurt, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, he didn't really get any shine off of it, but whatever. The Strowman match, I mean, I whatever, I I can't, you know, the story was so bad going in. I just, it, it, I just had you're such, stupid. I'm stupid. We're all stupid. Yeah, I just oh, had such negative nope. thoughts. Whatever. Um yeah, program.
1: yeah,
0: good job. The AJ match, I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was a I thought it was a fun match. It wasn't like this great show or this great match, but I thought they did a good job of of telling, like, uh, you know, telling a good story. Um, and I'm kind of just going through these matches real quick. I already mm-hmm. told you Cesaro and Seth was interesting. So I think Cesaro might have a kind of world title not a run here, but I think he might have a feud for the world title. Usually they do this, right. They'll have, um, you know, an up and comer like they did Lashley last year um, fight for the world title and not win it. Um, And so I could see a feud. Do you think that's where they go? Who do you think Reigns' next opponent is? Let's say it's not edge or Brian and they're concussed and out for, for a while. Who do you see as his next opponent? Because I don't think he'll lose to whoever that is. So it's got to be someone who is going to get some shine off I him.
1: It, I think it's either it's one of I think it's one of two people. It's it's either Nakamura or Cesaro. It's one of the two because you could still build off of Nakamura had won that gauntlet or battle royal, and then Jey Uso cost him. They never paid off on that match. <clears throat> or Cesaro coming off the big victory, he feels like the hottest person on the SmackDown brand coming off and I don't think you go back to Kevin Owens right away. So I think he's the next obvious choice. And I think you can go one or two months before you're ready to do something. The rematch, you know, the one-on-one match with edge at SummerSlam. I think that's where as a placeholder, to I think that's the most important thing here. You can't, and I, I, don't, I think I said this on uh, Chris Morton's podcast yesterday. If this is just, you know, lifetime achievement award for Cesaro that you're, we'll give you a win at WrestleMania if you resign, and then we're going to do nothing with you the next three years then this is a waste of time if this is him getting to the next level and occasionally once in a while being in a main event or the second to the top match that's great but like i said if your neck if he just goes back to being a mid-card guy who every once in a while is a headliner on a random smackdown when you know when roman reigns is only doing you know talking segments this this means nothing it's a nice moment
0: i agree the follow-up for all this stuff will be interesting, and that's where the WWE struggles. <laughs> that is where they struggle. So we'll see. Who do you think Bianca's next challenger is gonna be? Let's say you know she beat Sasha in a rematch, yada yada yada. I mean they could do they could do Bailey. I
1: think
0: it is um, ding dong. Yep, they could do ding dong. Um, let's talk about Bailey for a second, and then I wanna then we can talk about the returns and whatever because I know we've been going already a little bit. Yeah, a few more moments left here. Yeah. Uh, man. Bailey was, she was really funny. And she's kind of coming to her own as this like kind of goofy heel character. Um, And I mean, she's, she's she's fantastic. I mean, I I think she talked about it on uh, Renee, Renee's uh, Paquette's podcast that they just like, they just didn't have anything for her. And, you know, that does happen. But I don't know if you're the one who said it, or, or someone said like if this is Charlotte, they wouldn't say that. I mean, Charlotte, we don't know her status. I think there might be something going on with her. Um, but if this is Charlotte or Roman Reigns or whatever, or even or even Nia Jax, it wouldn't be like oh, we don't have anything for you. But Bailey, who has done did such a great job during the pandemic with her and Sasha. Carrying the women's division to not put her in any match, Eey, yay!
1: Yeah, I mean, the three MVPs of the of you could even say just not women's, but three MVPs of, of wrestling for WWE during the first half of the pandemic era were Sasha, Bailey, and Oscar. Those yeah,
0: the I would, and, and Drew, I would, and, 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 and Drew. And, and Drew.
1: Andrew, Actually, those are the four, but I'm saying, you know, those are the three women who were basically, I'm um, pretty much at every show. You want to say a little bit Kyrie, but she was kind of like a background player. But I mean, you had Asgard commentary, you had demo commentary, you had them feuding. I mean, they were basically for the first half of the year. I said, I thought that was going to be the, you know, one half of the main event. And it turned out they made the right decision because you had the big moment with Bel Air and they had a great match. But the idea that all you had for one of your best performers, a person who went from the hugger gimmick to this role model gimmick to something else now, which is the next stage, all she did was basically hang out with the legends and made to look like made to look silly, and the end result was to get punched out by uh, someone who may not be medically clear to even compete in the Bellas. I just think that's a waste of time. I don't know if something fell through with Becky Lynch or the fact that you know the Wrestling Observer went and found out that supposedly there was going to be a ding dong segment at WrestleMania with uh, Becky Lynch coming out and maybe because it came out, they decided to scrap it or maybe something happened where Becky Lynch wasn't available at the last minute, but that would have been one heck of a segment. But if you have nothing to do with her, figure something out. She doesn't have to wrestle on the show, but she shouldn't just be the butt of jokes. And I understand she's a heel, but you got to do something more. Maybe you do something with Io Shirai who, who online said, you know, her dream, you know, she would have loved to face her at WrestleMania or, you know, and maybe that's who comes up and faces, you know, Bianca Belair next. That's how Io Shirai comes up right away and she gets called up on on Friday.
0: Would you? OK, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Would you have rather seen Bailey do what she did or would you have rather seen her in the tag team turmoil match and lose the match with someone else?
1: So it's it's a it's a guarantee she would have lost. I mean, if it was her, yeah,
0: and- yeah, yeah. Let's let's say. I mean, we know we know Nia Jax is gonna win was gonna win the title. So, oh, okay. so right. I mean, it seemed like they had that as a plan. So would you plus, have rather? Would you? And plus, it would have been Bailey and a makeshift person, and that would have been goofy. And if anyway. it was so- her
1: and Carmella as a tag team, you know, going off their history together from NXT and everything maybe I think that could have been interesting or
0: yeah but okay so okay you would have rather had her in a tag team turmoil match and lose winning
1: it and then maybe lose and then losing on the second night and
0: she's doing two nights worth of stuff maybe yeah but the way they've built up Natalia and Tamina that doesn't make sense we all knew Natalia and Tamina were gonna win I mean it wouldn't even make it wouldn't even make it wouldn't make sense for I wouldn't have had Bailey win that match if I put her in that match and I was the booker, I wouldn't have had her win that match. I would have had Tamina mm-hmm. and Natalia They haven't ever had a moment at WrestleMania. And I think that was part of the process going in. Part of this was natalia has been someone who's been st- a stalwart of the women's division and has helped these women develop for years. And she wanted to get her moment. So again, I'm going to again, say, would you have rather had her be in a tag team turmoil match and lost the match or, have the segments that she was in.
1: I think she would have helped those matches if she was at least in it. I think it would have been a better match. So
0: yeah. I, I don't would, think, I, would I, I, think. I do not I do not think so. She was part of a match with 18 other women and the match was a slug and I don't think she would have I don't think, I think she
1: would she have helped but, the match. but she actually someone who knows how to work really well. She might have been able to actually make that match. You know, at least oh, more. there
0: were like eight women in the match. There were so many people in the match. There, there, there wasn't one person who was going to make the match good. There were a million women in the match. She was going to mm-hmm. be, mm-hmm. She, she would have been a little part of the match. So you're saying you would have rather had her. And again, I'm pointing, I'm just kind of doing devil's advocate. Oh, no, you're doing do, that would have been, right? that would have been her role. So you would have been better off with her being in a tag team turmoil match. Yeah. Her and Carmelo. Maybe, maybe she gets a spot in there. She loses the match. And then she has no other segments. I I, I think that that's I think that that's interesting I think that that's interesting.
1: Or I would have had to at least do more segments on the show with other people, and maybe setting up, or maybe you know what? She's at at the end of the show. She has some sort of interaction where she gets laid out by Bianca Belair, where she's trying to be her this character, and she tries to ruin Bianca's moment, and Bianca just takes her out at the end.
0: I think that's I think that's honestly, other than the fact that she wasn't on the show, that's my biggest problem is why not have her, you know, talk crap about Bianca and Bianca hit her or something that, that, but again, maybe things fell through, you know, whatever. It is, <laughs> it, is it is what it is. Um. All right. I have two things. Go ahead. Go ahead. One, I'm going to get in my
1: soapbox for two seconds here. I just, and I said this in our, uh, in the wrestling life uh, thread <clears throat> that we were going through tonight, I don't know how much you saw of it or not. Uh, so no, I, I, I was
0: in there the whole time.
1: Okay. Um, Workshop
0: Wrestling Podcast? You don't recognize that. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but how many – and we had uh, Nelson Nelson Torres from the WTF TV was at uh, WrestleMania, and we hope to have him on in the next couple of weeks to try to uh, talk about his experience uh, at WrestleMania this year. He put a video up, which uh, I shared, of the the protocol, everyone's wearing masks as they came in and he showed, you know, everybody doing everything. Then all of a sudden you you see, and I understand it's the state of Florida and it's, you know, basically you do whatever you want there, but everyone's, you know, doing everything they're supposed to do. And then all of a sudden what I'm seeing is pretty much every shot of everyone in that audience doesn't have a mask on. What is the point of having people wearing masks as they get in the building if you're not going to enforce? And I understand if someone's drinking something, but I'm just seeing everyone behind the hard camera, everyone behind Michael Cole, is not wearing a mask and I'm just maybe I'm just I've become too big of a thing with everything going on in this country with people dying left and right that it's affected me more but the idea of people not wearing masks and the idea that it didn't look like they were social distancing that much people on the floor what are they doing and I, I know the UFC is 100% worse when they're having an indoor show with capacity and I know that we're not a UFC podcast so that's not something we're going to really talk about here but that just really bothered me—the idea that every time we saw it, we saw somebody without a mask. That's MJ. Um, if you don't want to comment, you don't
0: have to. But that was just no. Like- I, I yeah, I didn't think I didn't think about that, but I did think about like man, everybody's really close. You know, it reminded me uh, like they brought everyone down from you know the you know the high up part of the arena to get more people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But man, everybody seemed really close. I'm like, mm, that's that's interesting because we've seen crowds, but we've never seen the people that close. So. Um, yeah, no, definitely interesting. And I, you know, um, uh, friends of ours, uh, my wife's and I live in Florida, and we saw them uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, one of them got the vaccine; they got both shots. The other other person, her husband, wasn't eligible yet. But I mean, they're basically saying like a lot of people in Florida are not even getting the vaccine, so that's eligible to them. So I don't, you know, I don't know, man. It it is what it is. Um, but you know, hopefully, you know, cases are rising in a lot of places, Chicago cases are rising. So and
1: Michigan, um, know,
0: yeah. So hopefully, extra. you know, I mean, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta look out for each other and take care of each other.
1: Absolutely. And my other thing was just quickly, like I said, overall, I thought it was a good two nights, actually a pretty good week overall for the WWE as we go into, you know, our new schedule of basically wrestling every day, Tuesday will be the start of NXT, <clears throat> you know, Thursday, we'll have Impact, still have, you know, Wednesday, you know, MLW and um, AEW. What's, what's your quick thoughts before we call the day for this show, unless you have something else? The landscape of wrestling right now, do you think it's just going to, do you think people are going to go and basically, especially on Tuesday and Wednesday, with the Wednesday war basically done? Do you think all these NXT fans or the AEW fans it all go together, and we could have 1.3 million people every week or somewhere around there watch on Tuesdays and Wednesday. No, because
0: you didn't have, have 1.3 million to watch every time. The, the ratings are what you can you can watch something for 15 minutes and watch something else for 15 minutes, and the ratings count for both things, right? So, I don't think it's 1.3 million. I mean, so I'm I guess, just saying. Are you gonna I mean, get? I guess no. we'll find out. I, I think it's I think it's a lot of the same people watching the shows. I think the difference of the sh- of people watching the shows might be 100,000 people. Um, so I think, you know, do, do we get a million? I think is, is, is the, the question. And, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think maybe when you have a big show, you know, when AEW does these gimmicks where they have these celebrities on, I think so. I think NXT will kind of have their usual standard audience. And then when they have a big show, but and I think they they might stick more to their old you know WWE Network NXT formula where they don't do such big shows for TV and they stick more to takeovers. We'll see. Um. Uh, but I get you know who knows, man. I these ratings are really really hard for me to figure out. Like why you know like because yeah, you know NXT won tonight, yet they had Peacock available. So I I think it's very very interesting. I have one last question for you. Um, Do we see this week? Do we see uh, who gets, give me one or two calls from NXT and tell me, do we see Ronda Rousey or Becky Lynch this week? Don't, don't give me some long diatribe. NXT call-ups and do we see Ronda Rousey and or Becky Lynch and tell me if we see one or both of them.
1: I don't see if you I, – I just can't see the idea at the Performance Center or wherever it is. We see uh, anybody – I don't see we see either one of them come up. I think there's a good chance we see EO come up, and I think there's a 50-50 chance we see uh, Adam Cole.
0: Now, remember, they're going to be in the Thunderdome until, like, July. So you're saying now we're not going to see any of these – they're not going to see Ronda Rousey or Becky Lynch till July.
1: I'm, I'm saying this week.
0: Yeah, but you're saying they're going to be back in the Thunderdome. You're saying because, but they're in the Thunderdome until July.
1: I think there's a chance we see Brock Lesnar on Monday. I don't think we see Becky Lynch or. But you
0: but you think, but you specifically said, because they're going to be back in the, in the Thunderdome, but they're going to be there for a while. They're yeah, not going to have a live crowd
1: for a long time. But I think that if you have a Ronda Rousey or a Becky Lynch come back, you do that in front of a crowd. I think, they're not, But they're Brock not going to have a
0: crowd. Lynch... Until ju- so they're not going to have them come out until July. That's what you're saying.
1: That's if you okay. didn't do it then <clears throat> okay I just so the uh i don't see what the what the gain is of just getting a rate you know a random rating on a monday or a monday or friday when you could have done it for this huge audience in front of a crowd and then got put it on sports center i don't okay. see the i just don't see how it really works for when you already have your tv deals already in place why you don't do it in front of a, a crowd all
0: right make sense to me um we are worked shoot wrestling podcast we are on itunes stitcher spotify wherever you get your podcast just type in work shoot wrestling podcast you will find us we are also on twitter and instagram i did a lot of live shooting the last couple of days more than i've done in like a long time and it was actually a lot of fun uh because the shows were good it's like slogging through some shitty raw and trying to live tweet i'm just angrily tweeting the whole time so this is actually pretty fun so at work shoot pod on twitter at Work Shoot Pod on Instagram as well. The great Jackie Andy helps us run that. Um, Monday we're a part of the Great um, Life Group podcasts, and I and you know I really mean that. Um, the podcasts are really really good. A lot of great guys involved. Uh, Monday we've got Dong City with Henry and Vince, a baseball podcast, kind of more traditional baseball talk. Tuesdays we've got the Audible with Matt and Randy. A lot going on with uh, football right now. We got the draft coming up. Uh, Thursday, you've got us, Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Friday, you've got The Step Back with Jacob and Leon. Uh, Jacob, thank you for you know, all your comments. And then Sunday, we've got Total Bases with Felipe and Sean, more of a fantasy uh, fantasy podcast. Uh, can they tell me who's going to get saves on any of these freaking teams? I can't even figure that out. Um, yeah, so, so that's us. And uh, check us out, Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. If this is the first time you're listening to us, uh, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, and hope that you will stick with us.
1: And uh, also a special thanks uh, to Christopher Morin for having uh, me on the podcast uh, last night to uh, do an instant reaction to night one of WrestleMania. Be sure to check out the Morin's Law podcast, wherever you check out podcasts. And also, Jay, there is this little uh, comedy podcast that could, that uh, you will be on again at some point in the near future.
0: Okay, so my wife is sleeping, so I can't say it as loud. You don't know Jackie. You don't know Jackie. Jackie Andy, Jackie Rachel, Jackie Corey. Uh, never Jackie Jason because he hasn't been invited on the show in like eight months. Uh, the comedy podcast for the ages.
1: Very cool. And wherever, like I said, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us, find them, and also find more into a podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. And it will be interesting to see where wrestling goes from here as the wars continue, even though we're not everything is on the same night. So, Jason, as always, I'll give you the final word as we uh, are done with uh, WrestleMania.
0: Uh, one thing, huh? New Japan Strong. Try to watch it this week if you guys have a subscription to New Japan World. The first two matches were absolutely awesome. With that, I think we're done here. See ya.